When you are designing your product, you really focus on the materials that you're going to use, on the process that you're going to use, so that you, from the begin phase onwards, think about the product actually returning back to you at the end of life, and that you are actually able to recycle it through choosing materials and process very consciously. Welcome to Mindful Businesses, presented by Sarani, and I'm your host, Vidya Haya. In our podcast, we bring to you brands which are mindful in their practices and processes. A mindful business adopts and employs sustainable social, economic, and environmental practices. Today, we have with us Eva Engelin, Corporate Social Responsibility Manager for Mud Jeans, makers of circular denim, a world without waste. Eva joins us from Amsterdam, Netherlands. Welcome, Eva. Thank you so much. <laughs> Happy to be here. Yes, I'm glad we could finally connect. The jeans has been a fashion garment which has been worn for generations, almost 145 years ago. Levi Strauss and Jacob Davis came up with this uh, concept, patented it, and it has been popular in all kinds of jeans, ripped jeans, high waist, low waist, tight uh, jeans, um, bell bottoms, and you, you name it. What is the jean market in the world? Like how many jeans are sold per year? Yeah, um, the jeans market is huge. People often say that jeans is the most popular garment uh, worldwide. So um, I think around 2 billion jeans are sold every year. And that gives you a bit of an yeah, indication of how huge the market actually is. And the, the jeans market has mainly been uh, dominated over the years by the, the jeans giants, to say, so Levi's, um, Lee, etc., which have also their, their heritage in uh, workwear. But lately, a lot of uh, sustainable and innovative brands are are challenging the status quo, like my jeans. So that's very a very exciting shift to see, I would say. So why are jeans so popular? Almost everybody I know has owned a pair at some point yeah. in time. Yeah, I think it's for various reasons. I think for, of course, comfort. I mean, jeans can be can be a very comfortable. Um, a pair of trousers, but also for sure quality. I mean, especially because jeans has its heritage in workwear. It is uh, known to be a very, a very durable item, a very uh, item that's very high in quality. So also automatically a very sustainable item. And I think that's what attracts a lot of people um, to the concept of it. But in the last years, it has also developed from this high quality, yeah, durable good into a into a true. F- fashion items so indeed as you mentioned you have jeans in all shapes and sizes nowadays and uh, you really see when you look at the jeans that are being sold today that there's really a lot of trend uh, elements at stake as well so indeed you have those jeans with ribs and you have jeans uh, that are super a bit more daring in design and there I feel like there's really yeah, the fashionability of, of the garment that it's attracting people. So how was Mud Jeans born? So Mud Jeans was founded by Bert van Song in 2012 and Bert van Song he was working in the textile industry for over 20 years and he was working deep down in the supply chain in China and it was during this time um, that he was working in China that he saw the environmental impact um, of fast fashion really with his own eyes because he saw that the impact that he was leaving behind on the planet he saw polluted rivers he saw heavy chemicals being used in, in the production but he saw also saw the social impact that uh, fast fashion was created he saw that people were working in really bad working conditions that their wages were low that just the environment in general was not healthy was not safe and this is when he started to think that there should be an alternative to this 
to this demanding system. And uh, in the same period, he also learned about the circular economy as a business model in general. And he learned about what it means to be a circular company. And he uh, started playing around this, with the idea of applying circularity and the circular economy principles to the most popular item of clothing, a pair of jeans. And that's when in 2012, he founded uh, Mud Jeans, uh, the first and only circular denim brand in the world. And one of the biggest elements which has made us very different from other brands from the beginning is that we uh, are also leasing jeans. So uh, when you are a customer and you come onto our website, you can either buy or lease a pair of jeans. And this also within the whole uh, concept of the circular economy. Uh, and the concept of lease jeans has brought us a lot of press coverage and media coverage because it's a very unique, uh, a very unique concept. Could you explain to our listeners what exactly is a circular economy? Yeah, of course, would love to. So the circular economy is a system in which there is no such thing as waste. So from the beginning of the supply chain, you design out waste. That means that when you are designing your product, you really focus on the materials that you're going to use, on the process that you're going to use, so that you, from the beginning phase onwards, think about the product actually returning back to you at the end of life and that you are actually able to recycle it through choosing materials and process very consciously. And for example, for mud jeans, I can give you an example, maybe how we are circular. Maybe that's that makes it a bit more practical. Um, so what we do is we design our jeans so that they are recyclable. So we don't use a lot, of, a lot of different materials. We keep things simple and we also don't mix materials when it's not needed. So we can easily we can easily split them at the end of life. Then we will produce the jeans using the most sustainable techniques available, saving water and resources. And then we will sell them or lease them to our customers. Then our customers will wear them we also encourage them to wear them as long as possible so we offer them a repair service if needed and then when the jeans are really worn out they will come back to us and we will recycle them for them so we will use the old jeans to recycle them through mechanical recycling and we will use the resulting fibers from this recycle process in the production of our new jeans fabric and then with these new jeans fabrics we will make new jeans again and this is how we actually close the loop this is how we keep materials in a closed loop instead of letting the old genes go to landfill or incineration. Circular economy or circular design means that you either um, recycle or upcycle or repurpose or refurbish or repair. Mud Jeans has very, very cleverly brought all these concepts in making a simple everyday item, a pair of jeans. This is what drew me to find out, to learn more about how you do it. Talk about the materials. Um, so you spoke about the the fabric. The fabric is ba- is like forty percent recycled jeans. So we have a couple of different materials uh, that we use. When you look at the fabrics, we have uh, two different kind of fabric compositions. One has forty percent recycled cotton, and one has twenty three percent recycled cotton. That's the stretch one. The stretch one only has twenty three percent, and then um, the rest is filled up with organic cotton. We use God certified cotton for that. And for the stretch jeans, we also add two percent um, elastane, which gives it some stretch. That's, so that's that's that for the fabrics and for the buttons and rivets we use um, stainless steel so we only use one type of metal also to keep the buttons to say yeah mono material so we can recycle them easily at the end of life and this is really a philosophy that is very present in all our uh, material choices so we try to keep things simple not to mix materials and also to use materials that are actually what, recyclable what about the dyes typically indigo yeah is used 
Yeah, the indigo dye. So traditionally, indigo is a is is made from a plant, but nowadays most indigo dyes are synthetic, and a lot of them are also very harmful. And this is why it's very important to to choose your indigo indigo dye uh, very carefully. And we are using a, a cradle to cradle certified indigo dye uh, by uh, by Dye Star, and we are using this dye uh, together with our fabric mill uh, Tejidos Royo to dye the the yarns. And at Tejidos Royo, they also have a, have a water installation in place, which filters the water, uh, yeah, the production water after the gar- yarns have been dyed. So the water is not directly released into the environment. It's first filtered uh, so that it's safe and it, it's not harmful. For, for the environment. Explain cradle-to-cradle concept. The cradle-to-cradle uh, is a concept that is also um, in line with the circular economy. So it means that all elements of a product, of a, of a material, are either technically reusable or biodegradable. So it means that if you make, for example, this dye that we use, the dye of dye star, all the elements within this dye, so all the different chemicals or all the different materials are, that are in the dye are either biodegradable or either you can filter them out of the of the water filtration with the water filtration and you can use, for example, the components uh, that are usable, you can use them again. And this is actually also really the cradle to cradle certification also really kind of challenges a company on uh, different elements. So you also have to look at, for example, at material health, which chemicals are you using? Are they safe for the people working with them? Are they safe for the people wearing the garment, etc.? So it's a very strict um, yeah, circular economy certification. So when you recycle the genes, do you do it on site or do you have facilities worldwide or do you have suppliers who just take genes from all over the world and recycle it? Yeah, so how it works, the supply chain, um, we like to call it the reverse supply chain. So customers will send us their old genes, but they can also send us old um, non-mudgeens. So they can also send us, for example, an old um, G-Star. And then there's only one requirement is that the jeans have to be at least 96% cotton because then we can still properly recycle them. Uh, we will collect all of these jeans at our warehouse in the Netherlands and then we will send them to a recycling partner in Spain. They're called Recover. And there they will recycle them through mechanical recycling. And the next phase then is the fibers that come out of this process. They go to our fabric mill, Tejidos Royo, and they're based also in Spain, and there we will make the new fabrics with the recycled fibers. But at Recover, they also still have their own flow of old jeans that comes mainly from Europe, and they're using it to kind of fill up the supply that we are giving them, because of course, we are now leasing and selling jeans, and they will come back to us uh, in a year earliest, but probably it takes two or three years for the jeans to eventually come back to us. And then we will send them to recover, so there's always a bit of a delay on the supply of old jeans, so that's why currently we still have to fill it up with um, with non-mud jeans that we get from our recycle part. Talk about the jeans, mud jeans leasing. If you want to become a leaser, you can become a leaser by paying a 29 euro subscription fee. And then after paying that subscription fee, you will pay 750 a month for 12 months. And then after 12 months, you can decide if you want to keep the jeans a bit longer, that's possible. There will be no extra costs involved. Or you can also decide if you maybe want to switch up the jeans for another pair to start a new lease and return the old one to us. And then with this new lease, you will not pay the subscription fee anymore. So you will only pay the 750. We have noticed from the beginning Meaning that uh, when we launched Lisa Jeans in 2012, it was a very radically new concept. The circular economy was also really not known back then. It was super innovative. So even though a lot of people liked it, a lot of people were still very hesitant to try it because 
for a lot of people, it was still a bridge too far in a way. It was a, it was a bit extreme, you know, leasing jeans. But now we have seen that in the last years, there's so much growing awareness around sustainability in fashion, about the circular economy, about leasing models. So a lot of people are actually just more aware of the concept, therefore are also more eager to try it. So we have actually seen in the last years that the leasing is becoming more and more popular. Mud jeans was a really early adopter for the whole leasing economy. Now there are so many different models, Rent the Runway. And Rent the Runway started as you know, formal gowns, prom dresses, you know, evening gowns, yeah. the really $1,000 dresses, which you could rent for $149. But now they have a monthly subscription where I know professional women, their closets are empty. <laughs> they just go pick up the four dresses for the week and then switch it out. And they even have drop-off in our locations yeah. in uh, co-working places like WeWork or in big companies like Goldman Sachs and yeah, New York yeah. City. So it's pretty fascinating that you thought about this in 2013, yeah. right? That's yeah. True. So when I mean, you say I when I give back my old jeans after a year, do I get a used pair in your model or do I get a fresh pair of jeans? If you, you can start, um, so you can start a new lease at any time if you're an existing leaser. And then you could just, um, yeah, you will only pay the $750 a month. But we indeed also have a vintage collection. So when we get all these old jeans back to our office, we will do a small, small, small quality check. And if the quality is still good, we will sell them or lease them again as vintage. And if the quality is not good anymore, then we will recycle them. Here, you can really just choose as a leaser if you want to lease a new pair or if you want to lease a secondhand pair. Both and, the, and the price for leasing is the same? Uh, no, the price is cheaper for a secondhand pair. So you are there in the American market too. You're speaking to us now from Amsterdam. So do you find difference in customer mentality in the European and American consumer uh, on these trends? And does it change by men and women and in age? So we have always grown quite organically. So we are never really actively attacking markets or so. So usually we will just see from our online presence where our potential customers are, who is interested in our brand. And then we will maybe um, yeah, set up new shops there or uh, contact an agent or so. And now we have noticed that there's a lot of interest from the US actually the last months, I would say. So that's really interesting to see. And when you look at the people that are interested in our brand, it's mainly people that care for the environment, that are aware of what's going on in today's world. Um, they like being outdoors. They want to make a positive impact. It's not necessarily linked to age or, or gender. It's more a mentality kind of, uh, yeah, kind of group. What were the initial challenges in this whole concept of circular economy? It, you, it is not something that mm -hmm. you can wake up one morning or do it even within a year. It, it had to be a gradual, slow process of developing yeah. suppliers, the supply chain, and also learning. There's a couple of challenges, of course. I mean, I already mentioned the fact that we use recycled cotton, that we use sustainable production techniques. This is all, of course, unfortunately, still more expensive than traditional um, yeah, mainstream alternatives, less sustainable alternatives. So we have always paid um, a surplus on these materials, which has 
been a challenge. Also, when you look at the reverse supply chain, I already mentioned that we love for our customers to send their old jeans back to us. And we are currently doing this by motivating them uh, through a discount. So when they return an old pair, they will get a discount on a new pair. And we are offering this discount to them. And also for customers within the free shipping zone, they can get a free return label, which is also on our expense. And then when we get the old jeans back, we also have to store them. So there's a lot of extra costs involved. And this is also mainly because in general, the supply chain and, and logistics are not yet designed for circular companies. So for a circular company like us, we have to pay surpluses here and there because yeah, the systems are, are just not optimized yet. And hopefully one day that will be that will be different. Do you think that the clothing rental as a main avenue going forward for a circular economy, we all end up consuming less, we end up buying less? Yeah, I hope so, at least. I mean, you see already that there's not only sustainable companies, but also the true fashion giants. They are looking into circular economy. They are implementing goals. Um, they are setting goals for to become more circular. They're looking at leasing models. You see articles every week, I would say, or every month at least about uh, big fashion giants looking into rental models. So I do really think that that's the future. How do you reach these customers? How can you change customer mindsets? What marketing yeah. or messaging has worked for you? As I said already, we have a, a clear idea of who our customer is. Uh, they they care for sustainability. They are aware. They are critical. They like to be outdoors. So what we do is we try to reach them in the, yeah, in the places where they spend their time, both online and offline. Online, that would mean through, yeah, through through blogs, through working together with um, with influencers or other influential people that are that, that care for sustainability, that care for the environment, that are, for example, vegan because our genes are also vegan. So we are trying to be present in the places that are yeah that our customers are spending their time. But you also offer repair services, and that too for free. How does that work? First, the whole repair service um, coming, the genes coming back to you, and how do you continue to be profitable? Yeah, that's a very good question. So within the circular economy, it's also um, a very big element that you should first always repair products if they are repairable so you can prolong the lifespan. So that's also what we want to do. We want our customers to enjoy their jeans as long as possible. And we do this through offering them a repair service. So within the first year, both for leasers and for buyers, they can have their jeans repaired for free. And if people live within the free shipping zone, they often send their jeans to us and then we will repair them uh, at our atelier, at our repair atelier here in the Netherlands and send them back. But if people are living a bit further, we often encourage them to get the jeans repaired locally and then we will re- refund them up to uh, up to 10 euros. So this is really also to kind of limit uh, the impact that's created by shipping the jeans up and down yeah, around Europe or even further. So that's how we go about it for the repair service. So we've spoken about your focus on capital and human productivity, making sure that the impact of the dyes is not as much on the workers, of materials is recycled. How do you assure that energy is optimized? That's indeed very important, energy efficiency. So already to begin with, by start by using recycled cotton instead of virgin cotton, we're saving a lot of energy and a lot of resources in general because the cotton does not have to be grown and processed in all these different steps. We can just use the, the old genes that are already existent for the production of new fabric. So here we are saving a lot of energy. But then when you really go into the supply chain, we work with um, supply chain partners that also care for sustainability and care for, for 
for example, energy efficiency. So together with them, we select production techniques that are um, yeah, that are saving energy or that are saving water. And for example, at our fabric mill, they have a cogeneration installation, which uses the steam of the production line. They At our fabric mill, Tejidos Roya, they have a co-generation station where they use the steam from the production line to produce electricity. So it's these kind of projects that we work together with, um, yeah, or that we care for with our suppliers. So that allows us to be energy efficient. But we have also, um, together with EcoChain, uh, a Dutch LCA research firm, we have uh, we have calculated our, envir- our environmental impact for each genes, also the CO2 emissions and the energy use, etc. And we're also going to set further reduction goals uh, starting from this data onwards. So that's something for the next years. That we have planned. Where can one buy mud jeans? And on our website, of course, we have a website called www.mudjeans.eu. There you can buy and lease jeans. And also on our website, you, we have um, we have a store finder where you can see where we are selling our jeans in, in, in actual shops. So we work with independent shops, independent retailers. Often they also sell other beautiful, sustainable brands. So it's always worthwhile to check these shops out. And we are we mainly have points of sales in Europe, but also uh, some outside of Europe. So I don't think we actually have a physical point of sale in the US at the moment, but we do have some online shops that are selling machines. In general, Amsterdam seems to be the hotbed for nurturing sustainable brands. Is there something there in that environment, the ecosystem, the government, the people's attitude that is able to breed these sustainable brands? Yeah, I think it's both. I mean, there's a lot of government support indeed in the Netherlands when it comes to sustainability, when it comes to to the circular economy. So that's very empowering. Also, Dutch people in general are very innovative and very persistent and entrepreneurial. So I think also that lies within their culture, which also facilitates entrepreneurial young startup companies. Um, I think it's also when you look at vibe or when you look at mentality there's Amsterdam for example is a very big international city so you really see that a lot of companies or a lot of people come here yeah, to make things happen so you do feel that there is an active an active vibe thank you Eva for coming on my podcast thank you for having me and thank you for being mindful if you're a creator of a mindful brand and would like to recommend a mindful brand to be featured on our show send us a message on our Facebook or Instagram page we recorded this podcast at Q1067 in Lafayette, Indiana. Thank you to Jim Stone, the owner of Q1067. Tatum Gale composed the music for this podcast. This is Mindful Businesses with Adia Ayer.